everybody. Welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast, the podcast where every week I, Kate, Matt, and Adrian talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? So before we get started today, we wanted to make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. It's how people find us and it really, really helps us out. Also, make sure you're following us on all of our social medias, at ButWhyTheOPC on Twitter and Facebook.com slash ButWhyTheOPC. Get involved in the conversation that we're having about all the things we love, all the things we kind of don't love, you know, just all pop culture things. We are also Twitch affiliates now. We stream almost every night of the week and we play a whole bunch of video games. So come sit in our chat, talk with us, sub to us, do whatever. And if you want to support us a little bit more, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash butwhythopc. There you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month and get really, really cool perks. On top of that, you also help keep this podcast going. So thank you for all the support you're giving us by listening and, uh, you know, enjoy the show. spoiler-filled review this time of Solo, a Star Wars story. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And bringing balance to the Force today, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Uh, And Ryan is, uh, you've probably heard him on our Overwatch episode. If you haven't, go listen to it. It's a pretty good episode. Um, And he he is a host of Firekeepers podcast and... Uh, the Game Boys podcast where they talk about co-op gaming. Yeah, all over on GoombaStomp.com. City also has very luscious hair. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm here for Ryan. Let's do this. <laughs> I really hope we never go to Portland because you're just going to leave me. <laughs> He's going to wave some E3 tickets in the air and you're gone. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that means you can't come to PAX Prime or... E3, like, you're going you're to have to try and avoid me here. <laughs> I know. But I want to meet you all so bad. Just after my dog, I know it. That is true. I just want to put Sammy in a carry-on, and then, like, she's mine. Um, anyway. Oh, man, that dog will not fit in a carry-on. <laughs> she thinks every dog can fit in a carry-on. They're all babies. No. All right, come on. Okay. Anyway, okay. So, um, we are talking about Solo, which came out on May 25th. Um, here in the States. It is classified as an action adventure. It's the most recent Star Wars story. Um, so a part of their anthology series that Star Wars has been doing. It is a runtime of 2 hours and 15 minutes. And the it follows a young Han Solo. Like, obviously, it's kind of straightforward in that regards. Uh, during an adventure into the criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters Lando Carissian years before joining the rebellion it's directed by ron howard stars alden ehrenreich sure whatever woody harrelson amelia clark donald glover 
and Thandie Newton and uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is L3, Paul Bettany, and I'm trying to find the guy's name who played Chewbacca because that's important to me. Oh, right Junis Suotamo. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, I'm kind of like saddened by how that, like how, like what the description is on IMDb. Like I feel like their summary should be like, I don't know. I feel like it weighs too much on like the existing characters. It doesn't tell you anything about the adventure. If you saw the movie, I would think that IMDb is accurate. I don't know. I think it, I think it could go. I think it, they could have like brought in cool planet names and like anyway. Uh, yeah. So does anybody? Okay. So what were your initial thoughts walking out of the theater? Uh, I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it for sure. Like, it's my initial thought before like talking too much about you know, what I liked and kind of what I didn't like. But, yeah, I had fun watching it. I walked out happy. Um, I'd go watch it again in theaters for sure. Matt? Um, it happened. It wasn't – I didn't think it was bad, but I just really didn't think it was – just thought it was – somebody handed me a saltine cracker, and I like saltine crackers, but I definitely don't eat them that much. It's just very bland. All right. I thought it was fun. Um, not great by any means, but it wasn't offensive in any way. Like it, I didn't think it would have the divide that it does on the internet because it was just kind of like a, a little adventure with some characters you know and love. Kathleen Kennedy didn't ruin your didn't ruin your childhood. No, 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 <laughs> never. <laughs> if Jar Jar Binks did it, this definitely won't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like. That's a, that's a different yeah yeah um yeah um meh meh and I think it's only because I had I actually had some kind of high hopes to it for it other like unlike like I guess some other like circles and stuff mm-hmm. I there were yeah it, it was it was, it was meh I guess because Adrian didn't go into what he liked and disliked so like I kind of won't go there we'll say that for the end but it was just. It's underwhelming. But I would yeah, I watch think... it over... Oh. Like, there are four Star Wars movies that I will watch this movie over. Like, rewatch, Like, at home and stuff. So. It's not bad. It's middle of the road. No, I've, I've seen this twice, and I didn't have any expectations going into it. it. It does kind of drag at the beginning, but then it is a lot of fun, which I think is the most important part. Yeah, I think I, like, I guess I was, like, the parts that I had fun with, like, they weren't necessarily Han. And, like, I have, like, my Millennium Falcon keychain. It's, like, solid, like, I, I, I love Han. Like, Han is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. But Han is the worst character in the movie. Yeah. Oh, we're going that far? Yes, by far. <laughs> I didn't know we were hopping right into that one. I didn't know we were either. Yeah. <laughs> Does, who, so I'm. I am not tasked with giving synopses or a walkthrough of the plots anymore because I take too long, um, as our two-hour Infinity War episode showed. So uh, somebody take that. All right. So I guess we just start out with we start the movie off with Han and I guess it's Emily Clark's character. Amelia Clark. Emily. Yeah. Amelia. Kira. Kira. Some, Kira. So basically, we find them. They're on a crappy planet. 
you can find they're basically having to steal things to stay alive and they finally decide to make a break through it after stealing hyperfuel or something crystal which I didn't realize was that big of a deal but sure Star Wars people go did anybody think that it was weird that they were way older than the other kids that were in that area a little bit (laughs) a little bit and it makes you kind of wonder like did all the other older kids die off did they join other gangs why are they still here it just it wasn't very well explained and i don't know if they were just like ah people won't think about it too much because you know this is supposed to be a few years ago but they looked significantly older than everyone else (laughs) okay sorry i had to bring that up um so then we get our two first two characters in Han and right, Memo. Huh? Uh, the hyperfield stuff is important because this is like the time where the Empire. I mean, you see, because Corellia is like a shipbuilding planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is also the first time that we've like ever seen Corellia. Like they've talked about Corellia so much, like in all these movies, but this is the first time we're actually seeing it. It's important because the Empire basically wants it. And that's yeah. what makes it important because they're building like these all these fleets of ships and they need all this hyperfield stuff to power their big. Star Destroyers. So is this... And basically the Death Star. So that's why it's so important. Kind of like how like the Kyber Crystals were in Rogue One. It's kind of like the same yeah. thing with the hyperspace field. That's kind of how I saw it. Adrian... Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I only brought it up because Matt didn't know why it was important. Yeah. So I'm letting Matt know why it's important. Hey, I've seen most people go like, why are we fighting over gas? I guess. <laughs> I mean, why did people fight over gas in the 70s? Yeah, well, I know, but we're in it. Yeah, but I mean... Why have also... we started wars over oil? But like that is that should be the least piece of this movie that you're like, why are they doing? This? Well, I guess the difference is the difference out of that equation is they only have we only have one planet in the seventies we can get oil from. They have how many planets in this universe to go to? No, but if you but if exactly yeah, but we're also and not building everything has hyperspace cap- like hyperspace capabilities. That's why it's so like interesting that the few ships that we do see do have them and on top of that too in like in our one world for oil it is countries fighting over this and that stuff is like the same way um is it jetta is like the only place for kyber crystals like i'm assuming that there are only specific planets you can go to and get that yeah and so the empire controls all of them basically yeah and so it's kind of like when that happens people are going to fight over the resources because essentially like at least my understanding the way the star wars universe has worked like even as established in the prequels and the clone wars is you have essentially different governing planets that govern themselves and relate to each other and they're essentially like states or like like countries that's how I've always taken it. Like, they each have their own internal politics, of course, but, like, when it comes to, like, the Empire and its interaction with them, they're different places that they would stop. So, essentially, it would be, like, us going to war with, like, in Kuwait because we want to control oil or okay. getting money to, like, Iraq and Iran to fight. Like, so, sadly, the more this is being explained to me, the kind of the less likely I kind of really enjoyed this movie because it comes even more bland if they just fought over gas. <laughs> That's what happens in real life, man. Like, well, I know. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, why wouldn't it happen to, like, in a larger universe? Yeah, and the Empire is a giant colonizing force. Yeah. Yes. This does come back around at the very end of the movie, and I, I, I don't want to give anything away yet, but, like, it is important for yeah. Star Wars that this fight over gas did happen. Mm-hmm. Because it continues cool. to happen so are we with talk the about- <laughs> Yes, next spot. <laughs> I 
I see you, Ryan. <laughs> okay, so are we going to talk about the two main characters we first introduced, or do you want to keep going? Uh, yeah. That's what I'm asking. Okay. Like, are we going to yes, actually yes, talk yes. about talk the about characters? Let's talk about Han and Kira. Yeah. Okay, so Kira played by Amelia, uh, Amelia Clark, mm. and then Han played by Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich? Ehrenreich? I think it's Reich. You were it's so German. bad, you don't deserve to have your name said right. It's hard because he's trying to play Harrison Ford's Han Solo, and everyone loves Harrison Ford's so do you Han mean Solo. He's trying to like be Harrison because, like, I, I I think I will we'll talk about this when we get to Lando. Like, do you think he was trying to be Harrison Ford as Han Solo? Like, or because, like, to me, my problem was that there was a disconnect, and not even like somebody went through growing pains disconnect between this Han and the Han we have in. And everything mm. else. Yeah, it's just it becomes blatantly obvious when you look at his portrayal of Han versus Donald Glover's portrayal of Lando, and Donald Glover mm-hmm. knocks it out of the park. And it's like how how could your main character yeah. not do the same? I don't know why his acting felt so. so I've seen him in off, one movie before, it and it was Hail Caesar, where he was playing. A young actor who is bad at acting. Specifically. Is that the reality him just being bad at acting? Theoretically, there was a lot of I thought he was fine. I thought he was very bad. Well, why did you think he was fine? I mean, I thought he was fine because going into it, I didn't want just a Harrison Ford carbon copy. I mean, because to be honest, like Donald Glover's fine. Like Donald Glover like plays Mm -hmm. Lando Calrissian, but like this is also like a over a decade before we see them in, like, the events of the the original trilogy. So I wanted him to act at least, like, a little bit different. I didn't want it to feel exactly like Harrison Ford. So I liked that it was kind of, like, him trying out being, you know, like, the scoundrel. Yeah, like, yeah. trying to be the outlaw and trying to be An the outlaw. scoundrel and not just, like, outwardly being the Han Solo we see in episode four. Because this is, you know, ten years... Yeah before that so there's like 10 years of like him in his early 20s trying to like find himself and like be himself and he's not already gonna out of like the womb be Harrison Ford Han Solo yeah which is why I think I think Land I think Donald Glover was fantastic yeah. as Lando Calrissian but like he was already Lando Calrissian so like that doesn't leave a lot of room for him to grow into Lando Calrissian he's kind of just already like now now we just know that he just was always this suave you know lady killer who's probably getting it on with a droid kind of guy yeah see like for me i see it kind of like i think that i wanted to know more about lando's journey whereas like when when for for me and this goes back to matt kind of calling him bland like he wasn't bad he just didn't hold my attention and that was that was my problem with it, and it wasn't that because like I expected it to be a Han that was growing into like confidence and grow like I like there like as the lead of the movie I expected there to be a character arc right that he's gonna slowly become the Han that we know because that's what origin stories mm-hmm. are, um, but I don't think that there were enough of like intrinsically Han traits to ground it because like even though that you may be on a character journey like I'm not the same person today as I was 10 years ago but there are parts of me that are still me like that haven't changed as my attitudes have shifted if that makes sense I mean I still I think it's still there I mean so he was always 
the cocky pilot is still there, but the, like the risk taker is still there. I just think that from the start of this movie of like what his motives are for like to do what he do completely change the course of the movie and kind of like show you like why he's like so jaded and like doesn't really want to get too much into the whole rebellion thing. Um, and, and like why, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I see the character growth. Yeah. I honestly from, think it's just the acting. Like, I yeah. honestly think that, I honestly think that's all it was. Cause I don't think the writing in this movie was bad. Yeah. I don't think it, I didn't think it was either. Yeah. Like I, I just think it was like him. Well, if you look at all the other characters, yeah. they all outshone Han. Yeah. And so the writing wasn't bad. It was just something was wrong with that actor in that role. And for whatever reason, it clearly didn't click with a lot of us. So I think him being the weakest part of the movie would have been fine the, if it wasn't like, a movie about Han Solo. I just don't think he Solo. actually just acted or was well. And for being the lead, he just yeah. fell super flat. I also think that, like, we would have gotten this, I think, with really anybody else, to be honest. I think Han Solo is just, like, such a hard character to kind of reproduce. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I can, he's, I can definitely... Super he's one of those iconic room. roles. Because, like, yeah, and that's not like, to, like, to, to discredit anything you guys are saying, because I, th- I, don't think he, I don't think he's the best part of the movie either, but I don't think he's, like, as bad as, like, you know, Twitter is making it out to be, like, yeah. this kind of, like, you know... Jar Jar Binks yeah. level terrible. I don't. I, I don't think. Yeah. No. I don't think he's that level either. Yeah. Like he. Like, no. He no. He's just. He doesn't fine. shine like Harrison shine. I guess. Like because when yeah. Harrison enters the scenes, he like at least for me he commands yeah. that and like that's why his scenes with Leia are so good because they're balanced in how they are. Um, and for me, like I think Amelia Clark, especially in the finale, like overpowers like his presence there. Um, yeah, she's just a better actor. That's what I'm saying. Out of all of these yeah. actors you're mentioning, he is by far just the worst exactly. actor in general. Yeah, and, and so I think that that was a weak spot. Um, but I, I, yeah. I can see what you're saying, Adrian. That like yeah. going, like doing a prequel on somebody who is so established within the hearts and minds of people, it, it makes that task harder. Because yeah, I mean, I would have disappointed. I would have been disappointed if we just got like he was already like a scoundrel and he already, you know, is like. Yeah swooning hearts and you know doing all this stuff yeah. I, 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 I'm okay with him being like you know a little green uh, rough yeah. around the edge or like being a little green for, for most of the movie Yeah. In, in terms of like his character not necessarily like the acting because I definitely understand what you're saying about the acting I'm just talking about like his yeah. character progression through the movie yeah Matt I just thought he was bad and it definitely didn't enjoy I just yeah. didn't enjoy you keep it. saying he's bad then you're saying he's not bad either he's bad or he's not or no, he's I, not bad well I didn't say he wasn't bad I said he was bad you just said he was, the, okay, you just okay. said earlier well, he wasn't bad no 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 I'm saying him himself in the acting and he did the whole entire job of his movie was bad he was by far the worst part of this movie for me yeah yeah and as you're talking about a, as an iconic role like I said he's by far the worst actor on this entire list and he basically showed he was the worst actor in this movie yeah Han. yeah yeah which that's what I'm saying it's only a problem like, because yeah, the movie is like, had this been like in, Solo had, I think Asia had this been Han Solo and Friends I think you like I think he like and he would have had more yeah. moments to like lean on some of these acting talents of other characters if they had let other characters stay around longer that have phenomenal actors behind them um, that also like he he's still a really young actor too 
Like, yeah. he really hasn't done a lot of stuff. And I, I think that it was just... But I know that Star Wars is built... Not not this movie, because they pulled up a whole bunch of big names. But, like, traditionally, Star Wars is built on finding these kind of no-name people who can go into these roles. And I know that's what they were trying to do. Um, it just may not have been the right choice. So. Yeah. But he he's not terrible. <laughs> I thought he was terrible. He's not terrible. Okay, you think he's terrible. No, no, he's perfectly fine. <laughs> and that's my problem. It's just, it's... He, he's just it's fine. Just, he's there. And I wanted every... Like, I wanted to know when I was watching the movie, especially... Not necessarily with Kira in the beginning. I thought... Um, so, like, transitioning to her, I thought she was really kind of dull in the beginning. Um, and she kind of grows, like... Once it... Like, she has mm. her reveal, I think she's great. I just think it came to late like they could have done other things to kind of hint at stuff um for me but i think ultimately um like i I, when she was in this i wanted to follow her like i didn't want to stay on him um and that happened with different characters too i think it's just like han had that like three-year jump and it was clear that he was in the empire you know trying to be a pilot and then became an infantryman and that's kind of a boring story whereas kira you get her in a new exotic location and throughout the movie it's clear that she's lived a even, life like, like much more exciting than hans too. and you're like like not necessarily exciting like more. she's seen some shit right <laughs> she's seen some shit like but she's picked up you know fighting styles she yeah. knows lando from before like She's been to other planets. Like, she she knows stuff. And it, it's even in the movie, you yeah. know, she doesn't know everything. Just a bit more yeah, than Han. No, I, I, I really liked Amelia Clark in this role. And I think we had talked about it before. Like, I was actually worried about it. Because outside of Game of Thrones, I haven't really liked Amelia Clark stuff. Um, yeah. I totally agree there. I, I mean, I was, like, one of the first ones to say it. I did not like her in uh, Terminator. I thought she was pretty bad in that. But I thought she... Yeah, I was like, that was a yeah. terrible movie. But she's, but she's I mean, just not just good at movie. it at all. Like, she doesn't help it, even with like her Game of Thrones pull. But I thought she was really good in this. I, I really enjoyed her. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed her. Um, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I wanted to know more about the struggle that she had gone through. Because she, like, repeatedly says in the movie to Han, like you wouldn't like me if you know what I've done. And, like, all of that was way more interesting to me. Like, I wanted to see her pain. I wanted to see her, like, her survival. Like, I, I think I think Beckett calls her, like, she she's a survivor kid. Like, like I wanted to see that. And I don't... And it's not a fault of the movie, because it's not Han and Friends. It's Han. It's Solo. But, like, there was depth in that character that I think could have at least been alluded to, to, like, giving her more action giving her more movement giving her more agency and the roles apart apart from things um but then again it's kind of like now i'm trying to rewrite the movie um so i, I just would have liked that through line more like exposing yeah, that I think... through line more intensely as it got up to that big reveal I think you put it best on Twitter uh, saying that solo made you want to see like three other movies yeah. from like the characters in this movie and it's like yeah the solo movie itself it was fine but the other stories that they introduced are more compelling that's how they get you 
and now we're going to get three different movies. <laughs> or at least three different. Yep. yep. I, mean, or at I least may as well just hand my wallet to Disney yeah, now. Definitely. Um, Matt. Yeah. Well, Matt, what did you think? I mean, like you guys kind of touched on, at the end, she was great, but there's basically two hours of nothing from her. Yeah. And so by the time it got to her, it was just like, the movie's over, man. Like, cool. Like, I'm just not invested anymore. The movie's over. Yeah. I, I think that's what, that, that's definitely what frustrated me. So, so moving on from there, basically, we then run into Chewbacca. Basically, we find basically Han getting thrown into, I guess, a pit. A pit with the beast. Because all they ever do in Star Wars is throw somebody in a pit with a beast. If and you had a giant beast tied up, you would throw people in it, Matt. Accurate. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's what happens. Don't try and deny it. <laughs> like, come on now. Yeah, it's a pit with a beast. And they throw him in the pit. Han basically, they basically call him a deserter. As we mentioned, he kind of went into the to go pilot school, and he gets thrown in there where he meets Chewbacca, who is the beast. And he happens to, at some time know how to speak his language and compromises, mm-hmm. and them two are able to escape that point to where they finally meet up with his rogue squad of scoundrels of uh, Woody Harrelson's Beckett and Val Danny Newton hmm? Danny Newton Danny Newton and this and then basically an alien with a lot of arms I don't know what that one is I don't remember who played I think him. John Farrar plays him yeah Rio yeah John Favreau Favreau okay. yeah, yeah yeah um so I guess let's start with Chewbacca Chewbacca is my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, literally everything with Chewbacca in this movie is amazing. Like, it's so good. Uh, Which, you you need to have Chewie done yeah, right, yeah. because you can't have yeah. Han without I mean, they Chewie. gave him stuff to do, and he's not just, like, a walking carpet. Like, he basically is in the original trilogy, and in most of the sequel trilogy, where he's just, like, not even there. in a cockpit, or, or just, like... There for poor laughs, like it's yeah. The dude has like a family, like his family's like like in slavery at this point, and like he wants to get back to them. Um, and you kind of get that in this movie, which I think is amazing. And he's also like double fist and drinks in the club, which is amazing. Like I identify with that so much. <laughs> yeah, and his introduction was amazing. Like him fighting Han, and then like Han being able to like uh, uh, you know speak to him, which, which is amazing. I mean, they don't really talk about it and I, I don't know if like we'll ever get like how he knows that but in like the the legends material when like Han's like life was uh real shitty he like befriended when he was like on like this gang thing but one of the cooks or whatever was a female Wookiee and he, that was like her his like pseudo mom for a lot of it so that's like kind of how he learned um Shearwook. so that's like kind of how he that's why I assume yeah. he knows it in this movie yeah. but I just like it because they, they're fighting and they're they're, they they meld and bond instantly, and I love it. Yeah, I, I would say this. Um, having just shit on Han for a little bit, my favorite pieces of Han are him with Chewie. Yeah, of course. Um, and I think like, this is this is one of those three movies that I want. I want a freaking Kashyyyk movie and the Wookiees battling the Empire. Or, like, I, I, I it was so good. I know it would be. Oh, that's not going like, to end well. I, like, That'll I be a want, sad like, movie. I just love Chewie. And like Adrian said, he's more than a walking carpet. And it was like, it's so great to see Chewie wreck. Like, just wreck shop. 
like use that wookie strength and just really yeah because there's actually aliens in our space opera that do stuff other than just like our background characters even though most of the main cast was human i liked the forearm dude he was great (laughs) and then they killed him and then they killed him (laughs) but then you get like the crime syndicate stuff which is like full of like aliens and 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 bad stuff it's not just like evil white empire white man yeah i will say this this movie had a lot more aliens yeah i and that's because you're not dealing with the empire which you know is supposed to be modeled after you know nazi germany and only humans are supposed to be a part of the empire so like they had a chance to expand it more and give you a bunch more aliens and yeah i feel like they didn't quite do well enough with that like so they, like, they could do more than more, like the resistance but... who should be full of aliens and the yep. rebellion who should be full of aliens because they're being like directly oppressed by like the, by empire, the empire but yeah yeah it, it still doesn't like give you that mm. like that quality it's still ultimately a human story um i did i think i read somewhere that like there were thoughts so um i guess like to kind of give ron howard some slack like he did come into this movie with it already almost done and he reshot a lot of it, which um, uh, included um, Beckett. Like I, so, like at least from what I understood, so this wasn't included in the reshoots. But when it was initially stated, Beckett was going to be an alien, like an alien leading the gang, and then that ended up changing. Um, uh, which I guess brings us to our other characters of uh, Beckett, who is the one that doesn't die right away. Um, which is Woody Harrelson being Woody Harrelson, which isn't a bad yeah. thing, but it's also like I knew what his character was gonna do because I've literally seen every other Woody Harrelson movie where his character does this exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen people are predictable. So it just like it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like again, it wasn't bad, but it was. I guess. It was it was it was a saltine cracker. Like I knew it was gonna happen. It was still good when I had it, but yeah. I don't know you guys thought. Yeah, I liked him, but it, I, like you said, I thought most of this. He was very predictable. We knew what he would. We knew Woody Harrelson. We've seen him play this character before. We got what we expected, and that's it. I basically lead to the bigger theme of what I thought about this movie. It was just very predictable in pretty much every step they made. Uh, okay, first of all, I doubt it was very predictable at the very end of the movie. No one predicted that. So I'm sorry, I sat let's there be, two hours and ten minutes of predictability be, to get very one clear. Thing. No one saw that coming. Um, I, I didn't know Woody Harrelson was in this, in this movie. Ass shit. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know Woody Harrelson was even in the movie, to be honest, because I didn't like watch any of the trailers, like looking at the posters mm-hmm. or anything. I mean, I knew Amelia Clark was in it, but I didn't know Woody Harrelson was in it. I didn't either. Uh, actually, so I was I was pleasantly surprised by his character and. I kind of like the whole, you know, and it kind of goes back to like Han's growth as like, you know, not trusting every, anybody because he, you don't really see him like not really trust anybody and then getting like the whole, you know, shoot first lesson and things like that. And that's like directly from Woody, Woody Harrison's character. So I enjoy like what he yeah. does for Han's growth into like the scoundrel smuggler aspect. Yeah. I will say this Han shooting first to kill Woody Harrelson was probably one of my favorite things of the movie. Yeah, very good. I mean, fans have been you know waiting for Han to shoot first forever now. So uh, I do like that this was yeah. just like a clear little reference to that. Um, 
and it does go to establish, you know, Han's yeah. character when we get yeah. to him in. But I mean, so far, like he wasn't bad. Again, wasn't bad, but like I thought he was fun. I liked him. I thought he was fun. I like. I enjoyed his interactions with the other characters. I thought he brought yeah. more comedy than Han did, especially at the beginning. Han eventually, uh, towards the end, you know, he, he makes me laugh a tiny bit, but I, not quite like Woody Harrelson ever I, does. I just, he's just predictable, and I guess because I I don't know. I will say this. I'm always sad when Woody dies, because <laughs> every time he always ends up having to die at the end. Yeah. I was, yeah. Um... I'm sorry, he's the Sean no, that's Bean Paul of Bettany. Star Wars now? <laughs> What's going on? Paul <laughs> Bettany is the new Sean Bean. Okay, between to the other oh, two fair. characters, which we talked a little bit about, yeah. which was Val and... Rio. Rio. Yeah. Um, I, was, I, I was really excited for Val, mostly because I love Westworld, and Thandi Newton is, like, a boss. Like, she is phenomenal as an actress and like really has a commanding presence and I I know why she died but yeah I, I'm just like what a she, wasted opportunity I don't know I don't know who you could replace because Woody Harrelson's also a great a- actor too I just think that like had Val been in the position or even just like along with them on their team like that would have made some of it less predictable because like she would have been in a, in, in I, yeah I just really loved her. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked their little, like, relationship. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, I understand why she had to die for Woody Harrelson's character so that he can start making those choices later down the line. Um, but her and Rio were both some of the funnier parts of the movie, and I enjoyed the interaction with them and Han and it was like, oh, you can learn a lot from this little team, this little family that you've created. Yeah. Uh, but then you lose them 15 yeah. minutes later and it's like, well, come yeah. on, guys. And it, it, a little bit more wouldn't have hurt. Felt... I was just, it was just a really wasted opportunity and Danny Newton's such a great actress and I, it just bugs me. It just really bugs me. Like, I, I think she could have brought so much to the core of the movie. Um, yeah, it really bugs me. And that's probably one of the things in movies that just I I have a really big problem with. Um, like, aside from, like, fridge tropes and stuff like that. Like, I I, I just think she could have brought so much because I've seen what she's brought to performances before. Um, and it's sad not getting to see her shine like that. Especially because they build her up, like, and even in, like, interviews, right? Like, we had two women in, um, and I guess even in all three, but, like, specifically with... Um, Val and Kira that are different women than we've seen in this damn universe. Like, women who have, like, gray morality or, like, complete self-interest and stuff like that, and I was just kind of like, I I wanted more of that. So. But, I mean, that's rewriting the movie, and I'm, I'm at the point where I'm not going to be rewriting movies for people. We got what we got. I liked Rio, and then he died, <laughs> and then we moved on. <laughs> I mean, it was really cool. Yeah, no, I mean it was pretty simple. We got it. I mean, and basically, you knew two of the three had to die for the story to move on, and that's basically what we got. 
So after we do, after they move from there, we basically realize they messed up. Well, did Adrian say what he thought oh. about Val? Well, nobody else was saying anything, so I didn't know. Uh, I thought she was really good. Um, I mean, I'm okay with her dying. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with like all of these people dying because they all ha- kind of have to at some point. If I've learned anything from watching Star Wars Rebels, like. I can't get attached to characters because I know they're just going to die when they place like these anthology stuff kind of in between stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she would have died anyway, and I don't know if they would have been able to balance, like you were saying, Kate, like they would have had to replace either like Woody Harrelson or her or somebody else like in the movie um, because then the movie's gotten like over overwhelmed with, you know, Woody Harrelson and then Donald Glover and then um, Danny Newton and like all these amazing actors taking like all the screen time in a movie that is called Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could, definitely could have done more with it, but she would have had to die anyway. Um, and I'm kind of cool with her kind of going out, like, on on her shield kind of way, because I didn't think that they were going to kill her like that. And I was like, dang, there's, she's just going to blow herself up for, for the crew? Like, that's yeah. that's a different take. Yeah, it's interesting that she did that when you know from watching yeah, the movie see, that Beckett's character that would because, never like, make that call. She dies and then it, 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 it's over. And I'm just like, never once is she referenced again, really. Um, except for when they go meet um, Dryden Voss for the, like, for one second she's mentioned again. And then it's like, okay, Rio and Val, like, just didn't, didn't exist. Well, that's the life of a scoundrel. They die, you gotta keep moving. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, like, it is kind on. of like the, the life of the scoundrel. Like, these people are going to die, but like, they he, know that they're gonna go into these things. But then he... Everybody dies. But then he the referenced pieces of their conversation with her, but never once references her. So, like, it may be the life of the scoundrel, but he's obviously still, like, kind of thinking about it tangentially. Like, I... I well, I mean, just because... It it maybe Woody Harrelson is just a dick in the movie, which we kind of get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I mean, he's yeah. just... Maybe he loved her... What, maybe she loved him way more than he loved her. Which is a whole nother problem. But, like, yeah. I mean, I guess this is... And and this is something that I guess people have kind of been talking about, like, so far as, like, how women are treated. And, and I don't think this is a solo issue. Like, I think The Last Jedi has terrible, does terrible things with women, i.e. leaving the most notable character, female character in Star Wars to lay in a bed for three-fourths of the movie. Like, and so for me, I'm just kind of like, I need, if people are going to critique this, they sure as hell should have been critiquing The Last Jedi, which they weren't. And so for me, it's just, like, at least right away, like, when they came out of it. Um, and so for me, I'm just kind of, like, it's, it sucks, but it's a solo movie, so, like, there's not much you can do. You kind of knew that everything was just going to revolve around him. Yeah. So. Okay, does anybody have anything more else to add about Val or the okay, alien go, go. before we just kill him? They're dead now. They're dead? All right, moving on. Just like you do in a scoundrel life. They're gone, they're forgotten. Not forgotten. <laughs> they're always forgotten. <laughs> Unfortunately, because it's Star Wars. So that brings us yes, to Drayden Voss. Paul Bentley and We have to go meet Drayden Voss because Woody Harrelson, his crew apparently owed him a bunch of hyperfuel gas or money, either one. And so we weren't have to go meet. This is where Han makes his lovely decision of either you can not see your face ever again Dang, or you can go, and he decides, I need to get the money so I can go back home. Very unscoundrel-like. And then, basically, they go meet Paul Bettany and Dross. And that's where we are from now. Yeah, and this is where, like, uh, Amelia Car- uh, Kira resurfaces. Yes. Um, as having been, like, a part of this, like, underworld life while Han was gone. Um, I love Paul Bettany. 
Um, but I'm actually really sad because in this is uh, Dryden Voss is a character that they reshot. It was it was he was initially supposed to be um, the guy who plays Chalky in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He's in The Wire. He's an amazing actor. Um, and so they essentially recasted Dryden Voss's character as Paul Bettany, um, and it frustrates me. <laughs> I just want to know what was going on with his face and his eyes, because that's not explained. Yes. That was weird. Stretch marks. Yes. I Yeah, I don't know why it was a choice that they made, and I don't know why when he died his eyes went back to normal. Yeah. Adrian, do you know what type of I think he's supposed to be a half alien, half human. Well, they just, uh, I think they just classify him as like near human. Um, so he's like some kind of mix. I don't know. He's like a new character from my understanding, but he's alien-ish something. Yeah. Alien something. I was waiting for the giant story where he's going to sit down with a blade and explain his face. It never happened. And then I was wondering how many times is Paul Bettany going to die this year? Yeah. And that was about yeah, he, he was there. Oh, Bettany's a good actor. I do. I do. You all know who William is? No. No. Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams. That's what it is. Um, I mean, I know that he was supposed to be in the movie, but I haven't seen *Boardwalk Empire*. Yeah, neither. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Where *Boardwalk Empire*? Can he play in the one with Tom Hanks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I said Williams K. Smith. I, yeah. I knew there was a K and a Williams. But no, like, I like I really love Chalky and Boardwalk Empire. Like, I, I also just love yeah, this Yeah, he's been actor. pretty good at that. Especially considering a lot of the roles he plays. Yeah. And so for me, so when they did reshoots, or they were going to have to do reshoots, he had already taken a movie deal, and they essentially cut his character out of the movie entirely um, and rewrote it for Paul Bettany. That makes me sad. Well, I mean, that's kind of like the way this life of this whole movie went between how many directors, how many reshoots, and how much. We didn't even get a trailer to like, a month and a half before or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was a mess. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. I, it, I, seem, I think for as little as Dryden Boss was in the movie, I feel like they could have made it work with his schedule if, he, if they really wanted to, personally, because Dryden Boss isn't in the movie that much. Yeah. Yeah, you never know how these yeah. things all work out. Yeah, so... But yeah, Michael K. Williams. That's that's that that was that was my only thing on the Dryden Boss mode. No, he was fine. He was creepy. He was what he was. <laughs> about right. You showed him. You knew he's got to be killing somebody when you meet him because you know he's a big baddie. And then that's about it. Yeah. So they make a deal, yeah. and then they basically have to go pick up a ship so then they can go steal more unrefined gas, <laughs> and then they can go find it to another refinery as a compromise for losing the last set of gas. And that's where we run into Donald Glover's character, Lando. I love Lando. I thought he was great. I thought he, like... I wanted to know more about Lando. Um, I wanted to know, like... Because he mentioned his mother. He mentions, like, you know that he's led this life and he's retired. So he's already at, like, like retired. He's already at the end of his career. So you know that there's a life before this. And... I didn't want to know more about Han, and I wanted to more, know more about him when they were in scenes together. And I think that's just because Donald Glove is, Glover is a really good actor. I will say, I do love the fake out there, um, where forever we've known that Han wins the Millennium Falcon in a card game, 
and for them to have that card game and for Donald Glover to like cheat and Han not win the Millennium Falcon, you're like, that's not what I thought you guys were going to yeah. do. That's great. Yeah. I do like that he kept calling him Han. That was probably one of my favorite like choices. And at least from what I read, that was a Donald Glover thing. Well, that's because uh, Billy Williams D. Calls Williams, him. yeah, yeah, he calls him Han, and it you know sparked a controversy of is it Han or Han yep. forever, and so this just adds fuel to that fire. Yeah, I thought he just embodied Lando really, really well. No, yeah, I mean Don Glover played Billy D. Williams like to the T. Yeah, um, I also don't know. I mean, like, there's going to be some stories there, but like Lando's like literally as old as Han is at like. In like the Star Wars universe, basically, like unless like they mm-hmm. age his character somehow yeah. by going back, I just don't see like how a Lando movie would have been much different than like what we got here because he's like a smuggler gambler. I just and he's think already he has like a, a smuggler life. gambler at you know yeah. twenty whatever. So it would have probably been like a lot of him like as like a kid smuggling and gambling. And I don't know if he would have gotten a lot of aliens. Probably him yeah. making a lot of really really bad deals. Yeah, because. I'm glad they made that canon that he's just a bad deal yep. maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did like his line. Uh, what was it? I don't agree with it. Was it? Uh, I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I accept it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I <laughs> um. He also had a like throwaway line there about uh, Aura Singh mm-hmm. yeah. and how Beckett kills her, and Aura Singh's a pretty popular bounty hunter, and so I felt like it was weird to just kind of like throw that into the movie. They also threw Bosk into the movie. Yeah, they just name dropped Bosk at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much else. I mean, he really doesn't. You don't get much more Lando in the movie than you do in the trailers. Pretty much. You get a lot more with him and L three, and sort of. You get that, but it's uh, like somebody like it's just yeah. It's everything else I knew. It's all in the trailers. That was one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because you have to show off the best part of the yeah. movie. Oh, I do think people got hyped when they saw how good Donald Glover looked as Lando. Like, he, he really just embodied that. Um, I forgot to mention L3, his droid. Well, I was going to get okay. that when you got done talking okay. about Go Lando. Ahead. I was like, all right, after they fucking deal Matt. with Lando, we find out that his droid is fighting for robot rights, and then they have to leave. And that's when we meet L3. Yeah. I loved L3. I thought it was hilarious. And he was just like, oh, God, here she goes again. Um, yeah, I like L3 a lot. Um, droids continue to be, like, the best part of these movies for me. Like, yeah. these movies for me. Like, without a doubt. Like, K2? The droids have always been there to provide the comedy. And so L3 was just another example in a long line of great droids. Yeah. I will say this. The one thing I loved about L3 is that you could tell that uh, that Lando genuinely cared about her. Whether or not yeah. there was a relationship there or not, like, I I don't think there was. I think that she just was saying that there was because she's, like, all, like, self-assertive. I think and there was, so, like, a friendship I there. I think that, like, there was, like, there was a relationship there as uh, in, like, I don't know. Together. I don't know, man. Like, He's she's, She literally says, oh, it works. Like, that, you don't say stuff like that unless, like, I know a lot of people who lie about having sex. She's a droid. What's a droid got to lie for? He's a droid. She don't get alive about anything. Dude, she, like, like the entire thing is her wanting to, like, have this, like, this type of conversation and, like, insert herself into it and, like, that kind of stuff. Like, I've known people that lie about that. 
You can sell that, but he ran back through an entire battlefield just to pick up her dead. Yeah, like I don't understand how people don't see that they're. Are you going to leave your best friend back there? Are you going to leave your co-pilot? Are you going to bring the leave the person that you have gone on so many adventures with just lying in the middle of a battlefield, whether or not you All have those, sex with them? Every single person I mean, if you it just was mentioned, Tim or Alex, yeah, I'd leave them. I mean, you're probably talking to the wrong people. <laughs> Because all of those people, I've never had a conversation about whether it would work or not. Is the difference there? <laughs> I love Matt, but I've never been like, it works. But I would still run and save Matt <laughs> but, if he's like shot on the ground also, somewhere. But you're also straight men, and L three is L three of a gender, a female gendered robot, and he's a man. Like it, that, like. I'm sorry. Like, but she's the one who talks about it. I know. Like, we're not like we're insinuating I, it. No, she's the one who talks does. about I'm it. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm just saying, like, I just don't automatically assume that that's what was happening. I thought it was a funny I line just, that she mentioned. I think that there's more there to. She was trying to herself into Amelia Clark's conversation. I think there's more there in the movie that says that they probably had something than to say that there isn't. Because all of, like, the lines and him, you know, going back to save her and being super emotional about it and saying all that stuff shows more that it might happen than it might not but be But you can the case. have those feelings and still be platonic. Like, the only difference is that she is, a gen- like, a female robot. Like, like I like I don't... I, I just don't think that that was strong enough for me. I thought he just loved her because she was the same way... Hun you also never hear... You never see, you never hear like Han and Kira hold hands once in the beginning of the movie. And then he spends, you know, the whole movie trying to go back after. I'm just saying. Like you, I think you get more like about L three talking about Lando in that kind of way than you ever do hear about Kira no, talking you about just have Han in that kind of way. Sex in a closet. Yeah, almost. So it, like, I it, wor- like, it works. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think of it that way. Hey, if you would have had 15 minutes. Extra- extra minutes in that movie or in a Lando movie there would have been some closet L3 stuff going on and if there is closet L3 stuff going oh, I don't on want to think about this. Like amongst his many many capes I'm fine with that I just I just don't think there has to be a sexual connection between a man and a woman to go back and save somebody like not not all I'm men not saying that there has to be either so. but she's the one who insinuates like sexual connection and stuff and in the movie that's so much in stuff in that's like in the movie. It's not like we're making this up. It happens in the movie. It's not and like we're making it up no, and people are just like, up, oh, but guys and girls got to have sex. I'm like, no, saying, she's the one who brings it up. It's a high, I think that that character in and of herself is a hyperbole. So honestly. does she care about droid rights or not? Or is that a hyperbole too? That's a I hyperbole, think she's very yeah. extra. She is a very extra character and she's going to like say whatever she wants to say. Like, well, most people that are extra and stuff usually don't lie either. I don't know. I just don't see it. I think that they just loved each other, and I don't think it necessarily had to be sexual. I don't know. I just know the droid was the one that brought it up, as Adrian said. Unless I get Lando screwing a droid, screwing L3 in the Lando movie. I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter to the story. It doesn't. No, he loved her, and that's it. And he went back to save her, and it was sad. And then she's a part of the ship. And she was funny. Yeah, I guess uh, if you go back and read through the Last Jedi like novelization, there is uh, bits where the Millennium Falcon has a distinct personality, and it 
it's like, oh, where did this come from? And now you have sort of an answer to that is because L3 is integrated with the ship. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, even in the original trilogy, you had C-3PO being like, you have a very peculiar dialect. And yeah. now you kind of know, oh, yeah. know like, where that's from, which I think is yeah. great. I will say this. Ultimately, my main point was supposed to be was that it was nice to see the droids like K2 mean more than just being droids in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. Like, K2 and L3 are some of, like, the best characters, I think, that have come out yeah. in this new, like, wave of Star Wars. They have personalities, agency, and, like, they mean something to the people that they're with. Yeah, they're not just mouse Do droids. you like them more than BB-8, then? No, yes. because BB-8, well... I do. I like K2 more than BB-8. I don't like L3 more than BB-8, and that's only because I love how Oscar Isaac plays Poe with BB-8, because that's obviously his puppy. Like, yeah, I like, like that. That's how I like I the way it. Oscar Isaac interacts with BB-8. I don't know if I like BB-8 more. Yeah, I, I get like I don't. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. for me, it's just like their relationship together. Like BB-8 is, like that's his puppy. Like that. that that's what. It well, is. that's always been the appeal of R2 is how 3PO acts with yes, him. Yes, exactly. So it, I, I think it's just nice to see the humans interacting with them so strongly as opposed to just those two like together. Just uh, two what? Together. Yeah. Good words. Anyway. You can have okay. sex with okay, fish This is an audio podcast. Fe- people cannot see these <laughs> hand movements. Okay, next. If we didn't learn anything from Shape of Water, the anatomy works, it works. <laughs> yep. All right, so moving on from there, after they go, they decide they finally end up at another planet, basically a gas station planet, where they decide they need to break in as... Prisoners to escape all of our extort or export. Steal the unrefined gas. That's not how you say it properly, though. You need to say it with, like, I'm not a criminal. (laughs) I'm here to export all of your gas. (laughs) Commandeer. Commandeer all of your gas. And so they basically devise your basic heist plan. They go in there, usually as a prisoner do. Then they basically surprise them, shock, and they start a full-fledged rebellion. (laughs) L3, single-handedly, starts a full-fledged rebellion. Yes, L3 starts a droid rebellion. <laughs> they say, make they say make make a distraction, and she's like, I've made a distraction, and everybody's just like, there's like that little droid just like like stomping on top of like the computer console, and that might be one of my favorite like droid moments of anything. Which then leads to the whole point as we talk to L3 getting blown up pretty much, and Lando running back crying to save her. Dying. And Chewbacca getting to interact with Wookiees. Yes. In yes. probably one of the best Chewbacca scenes. In the history. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you glossed completely over him ripping a dude's arms oh, off. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Han just looks at him like, I wasn't going to wear that or anything because he's, he, he, like, the, the thing. And it's, just, it's awesome. And he's, Chewbacca's just like, eh, eh. He's, they're enslaving people. I don't really care about your plan. I care more about going to save these Wookiees who are being abused over here. Yeah. Which I love because yeah. that's what... It should be about. And you have to love that interaction with Han, where Han's like, I, I need you to do this job, but I get it, so I'm going to give you the weapon that I could probably use. Yeah. But this is more important. I can't help you, but I'm not going to stop yeah. you. And I think... Yeah. It's very much the Han torn between trying to be a scoundrel and trying to be the good guy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that also, like, for me, I think that's why I think that the Han and Chewie interactions are so good, is because that kind of forms the foundation of, like, at least for me, looking forward at the foundation of their relationship and their loyalty to each other. For sure. More Wookiees, man. More Wookiees. We don't need any more aliens. Only people. Only ones that matter. (laughs) 
don't know what I knew. I haven't seen the Star Wars Christmas special, but I'm just going to throw this out here. We don't need more Wookiees. Well, you I mean, shut your if mouth, you're basing Ryan. it off of that, I don't know if I can disagree. <laughs> Wookiees need liberation, too. Yep. Ryan. <laughs> So then we get through, basically they obviously survive. Chewbacca decides to leave his Wookiee pals and come back with him. They go find on the refinery planet, which is basically more sand. And they land their busted up ship after going through. And where we find out, basically, they have to do the Kessel Run, which is where we get there. And And the Kessel Run's not a race. That's probably the biggest thing we find out, that it's not a race. What's ever been a race? I always thought it was a race. No, it's not like basically like they basically showed you I think like the best iteration of like what the Kessel Run could have been like trying to get through this crazy space thing in like the shortest amount of time. I think like before that it was like 20 parsecs or something yeah. like that and he does it in in 12, which I think is amazing. And they give you like the big maw yeah. thing that's supposed to be at the middle of it and the big space alien thing. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was amazing. I had, I I had, s- I have no problem with they, it not being a race. I'm just saying like yeah. I don't read yeah, yeah. the finally explained it. it's been a race. Yeah, exactly. They finally explain it to you more than just like oh, it's four, 14 parsecs. 12. Like they made it more than just like a, a passing you know line in the movie and actually showed you exactly what they meant by like the Kessel Run, which I think is great. And they put in, like, the asteroid theme music into it. Yeah. The integration of the music was so great in that whole Also, Han sequence. gets his own his his own song for, like, the first time, I think. Yeah, he does. That whole scene was beautifully shot, from the Star Destroyer lowering down into it and them having to go through the asteroids. Like, everything about that felt like classic Star Wars. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun yeah. for me. And then Chewie just sitting in the seat and just punching all this stuff. I was like, he's like, dude, I'm like 190. No, the funniest thing is <laughs> of course I know how to do not this. knowing what to do and then like realizing he needs to do it and just reaching over and then doing it. And he's like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which I think goes to hand that like Amelia Clark's character really doesn't do much. I, I don't know about you guys, but the whole theater started, you know, cheering as soon as Chewie sat in the I seat. was excited. That was, that was like the... Gosh. Yeah, I have another hype moment that's coming at the end. But, like, that was when I was like, yes! Yes. Yeah, I thought it was really well done and not, like, super forced. Yeah. Like, it fit in well, like, in the moment. Yeah. Like, that was something that Chewbacca would do just because, not because, like, you know, he wants to be the co-pilot, but just because he knows how, how, to, how to do it. And like, oh my god, we're gonna die if I don't he might, this on. Yeah, like, like, he might be a better pilot than, like, anybody else that we've seen. I think he he's is. Just, like, I, I think he's just too nice of a guy is. to, like, he just has, like, way more experience than anybody. I think he's just too nice of a Wookiee to be, like, you know. What's the problem? He's a Wookiee, and everybody just, like, writes him off because he's a Wookiee, and humans are more important. Chewbacca, best pilot in the galaxy. Yep. I mean, we don't know what happened for the 190 years. True. Yep. We don't know. For all we know, he really did the Kessel Run faster than Han. So, after they may we end the Kessel Run, they basically finally land on the sand planet with this broken down ship beat up but somehow the trace tracker device somehow stays on there the only piece of equipment that stayed on this the ship amazingly through this entire process and they crash land into the refining planet and that's where we finally get to meet as whatever her name is and it's nest yes i do not know how to pronounce it nest Infus nest yeah so like well we met her before and she's the reason val dies yes um we met her and her crew they're the ones that beckett's crew is contending with um to get the 
the fuel. And so essentially you find out that Enfist Nest is actually not another smuggling organization, but they're working against the uh, Crimson Dawn, right? That's the name of it, Crimson Dawn? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, fighting against Crimson Dawn in order to secure um, fuel for, to pretty much fund the rebellion. And you find out, this is where we get, like, okay, so I don't necessarily want a movie for Enfist Nest, her, I want it to know that entire line of aliens that are behind her because like she explains that like all the people that the cloud riders that she's with they're there because their planets have been ravaged by the empire and for me if you gave me that movie it'd be more interesting so far as aliens and actual detriments to like alien home planets than anything I've gotten in any of the trilogies yeah this shows you more that like Star Wars needs to stop doing human stuff and give us more aliens. Yeah. And I, I thought I thought the reveal was really nice. I really like her. Um, and I want, like, I don't, it's not necessarily, I don't just want a movie about her. I want to know the history of the Cloud Riders. I want to see, like, these, like, aliens actually having problems and not being surrounded by humans and, like, showing that humans are the ones doing this thing. They're not, like, these saviors coming in from the Rebellion. Like, that's what the rebellion should look like. One human, whole bunch of not humans. Yeah, it was a good recap. You want some pretty bleak of, uh, movies. All your movies are going to be very sad. I know they are, <laughs> but it's Star Wars. Is there ever a happy movie? Yeah, it was a good recanonization of the Cloud Riders. To be honest, because like when they said Cloud they Riders, they look so cool. I just thought they were just going to be bad guys because in like the Legends material back in the day, like the Cloud Riders are just like this swoop gang of like pirate things. So it's like to make them, you know one part of like the grander rebellion I thought was super dope and I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And again, they look so cool. Yeah. yeah. That costume design. Oh, I loved it. That's probably one of my favorite helmets in Star Wars. It looked great. Um It did look it great. It looked really good. Um so yeah. So though that's pretty much like those are the things that I wanted that I probably won't get and distracted me from Alden is Han. <laughs> um, okay, you can keep going now. No, I don't get to say anything. Oh, do you, did you like them? Oh, I liked them, and then we finally got aliens, and this is also why everybody keeps yelling and everything else, and once again, why in The Last Jedi nobody answered the damn phone, because it's all the stupid humans there, and it's terrible characterization when it literally should be a bunch of aliens. Yeah. And we hear this story, and we know this, and we know they're starting the rebellion, and the fact that we have all of these humans and no aliens right now is awful and disrespectful. We also got Warwick Davis. Yes! I actually said his name out loud when uh, when he showed up on screen. And nice. he showed up in uh, Rogue One as well. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the same character, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I think a few of the characters from the... The Cloud Riders uh, show up in Rogue yeah. One. Yeah, which uh, yeah. which makes them somewhat some... aligned with the Partisans, right? Not like, yeah, kind of source. Like at this time, like you have kind of like different collectives of resistant units that are not like a whole thing, which is why like the divide between the Partisans and like the Grand Rebellion happens. So it's all interconnected. Is basically what they're giving you when they have like those characters kind of in the background, or at least they're going to be interconnected down the timeline of like the sequence of events. And you also get like some throwbacks to some of some prequel characters in those scenes too, which I think is which good are? tie-ins. Um, I don't remember his name um, off the top of my head. Um, 
He wasn't one of the aliens. He's one of like. Warwick Davis is in a bunch of stuff in Star Wars. Is basically what I'm trying to get like across here. And like they've said that the character is more or less like the same. Uh, his character, like Weasel in Star- the Star Wars the solo, solo a Star Wars story, is also like the same Weasel that we see like in one of the prequel movies. Nice. Um, so there's like how old long is tie-ins. That's what I'm saying. Like there's like long tie-ins in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. From there, we basically this is where basically Han tries to convince Beckett to basically was turn on Crimson Dawn when they're about to show up to get all the gas, and then it kind of says, "No, I'm not going to." And then you don't know what's going to happen in your classic heist moment movie. We're going to basically have some moment where somebody's going to betray somebody or what's going to happen. We don't know. So then basically Amelia Clark and Han basically decide to go to see Crimson Dawn on the ship to deliver the crystals or gas to Paul Bettany. Where we have basically... Things don't go well. Yep, and things that are predictable do not go well. So basically Beckett double cross. That's what Harrelson always does. Yep. But then they find (laughs) out that they knew this was coming, so they actually brought the gas. Beckett leaves with Chewie with the gas. And then Amelia Clark. I will say, during this moment, Beckett has one of my favorite lines, which is after shooting the two guards, him being like, I want to think and I want to be the only person with blasters in my hand while I do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a really good line. Which then leads to basically a three-way battle between Amelia Clark's character, Han, and Paul Bettany. Mostly just Amelia Clark and Paul Bettany. Well, they all start at that. Han and then just it shoots turns. a little bit and hides, and then Amelia Clark grabs the sword and then takes over from there. Yes. Which was badass! Her fight was so good! Like, I'm kind of really mad I didn't get to see her do that on the planet, because, like, they do it, and L3's like, oh, wow, you could do that? Like, just show me behind the door! Like, show me she can do it! And then it was it was really cool to see her do that then. Um, Yeah. Then, as usual, Paul Bettany dies. Then Han says, let's make a run for it. She says, I'll meet you outside. Uh, we need money for our ship. Let's, yep, we need money. Let's go. And they take off, and we basically have the last exchange between Beckett and Woody Har- uh, Beckett and Han. And they finally meet back up to him, and they start talking. And this is where we have, basically, she's always a survivor. Han shoots first to kill him. He's proud of him, even though he's dying, because he shot first. Basically, in his dying breath, says, I'm proud of you. Yeah, like I was going to kill you first. Yes. And then you realize, basically, after two hours, we finally get to probably the thing where you find out that Amelia Clark character decides, I'm staying, and I'm going to run this shop, this this ship, and then you have the great reveal that somebody can take from here. Darth Maul! Darth Maul shows up! And it's so badass! And it makes me so happy! And he mentions Dathomir, and then I was like, holy fuck, why couldn't I just get a Darth Maul movie on Dathomir instead? But it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Darth Maul to be back on the big screen, because he's been a part of Clone Wars and Rebels, but there was always more stories to tell with Darth Maul, and so for them to actually bring him back is a big deal. And I think it's going to surprise a lot of people who only go see Star Wars movies and don't really watch the TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that with that reveal, and I don't care if people didn't know why, because I knew why. And his character designs, like, literally out of Star Wars Rebels, like, down to, like, the way his lightsaber looks. 
So oh, you, yeah. I had to explain that to a friend because yeah. they haven't watched Rebels yet. And I was like, uh, no, eventually it'll be a cane. It's very cool. It's yeah. Awesome. Yes. Which I think is amazing and kind of shows why, like, Amelia Clark's uh, War Why Kira's like, I'm probably not going to double cross this dude because he's scary. He's a scary Death Marion with a lightsaber. And, you know. And they drop that Beck or that uh, Drayden Voss has someone that even he has to answer to. Yeah. And they. They mention it pretty ominously, being like, uh, there's more at play here than you know. And so for it to be Darth Maul is such a good yeah. reveal. It was, it was, yeah. it, I, I almost lost my shit. He looks so good. <laughs> and I'm like, Ray Park! Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if it's like setting up like other movies, because like this, I don't know if they're going to do anything with this in like Kenobi, because that's the mm-hmm. only way that you're going to get me to go see, like, to be excited about a Kenobi movie is if Darth Maul And Ian McGregor. So. The yeah. great thing about this is Darth Maul is played by Ray Park, yep. but the voice is Sam Witwer, yes. who yep. is the voice yes, Star of Rebels and Starkiller. And so it's like, uh, you you brought these two people who've embodied this role, and you really put them together for something great here. Yep. Yeah, and I think it just um, shows, like, I hope like this shows that like Star Wars is going to start bringing in... If they're going to be doing these movies, I hope that they do do this. Like, these are kind of like extra ancillary movies, so why not put your extra ancillary yeah. stories that you have and all these other things into these movies and kind of like bridge that gap between uh, movie watcher, uh, comic book reader, and, yeah. you know, cartoon watcher, which I think this movie does a great job of because it puts so much stuff in from like all of the stuff that they have kind of showing you Star Wars and it kind of gives you in, into like one movie whether you know it or not. Because a lot of things that you're excited about, Kate, are stuff that, like, they're recanonizing and making, like, a thing. Yeah. Which is amazing. Um, especially with, like, the Darth Maul stuff. Because he's looked like... Because when we see Darth Maul last in the Clone Wars, he's basically smacked up by Sidious and, like, lost his crime syndicate status. And now he's kind of, like, back in his crime syndicate status. And then when we see him again in Rebels, he's, like, a broken down old man. So, like, there's, like, gaps of his story that they can definitely tell yeah. with this one reveal alone. Yeah. Which I think for me is where like this is where I kind of fall in this movie, um, just because the amount of stuff I saw and maybe Adrian, if I had like a lot of like the extra EU knowledge or like it's like the background yeah, yeah, stuff course. that you saw, I, I think that might be why I would have been. Maybe for me, it would have been a necessary film, but for me, like I want so much of these other stories that we've never seen before. I have four movies of Han, and and so like that that no. and I love Han. Like I, this isn't because yeah. I hate Han or I don't think Han should have like. I love Han, but we have had Han for years and years and years and years. Like, we could have put this into a movie on characters that don't get that much and, like, really make it, like, this is this is a true anthology. Like, Rogue One was. Like, bringing people who, like, we don't know. Like, so for me, that, like that's... Like, more that's, people? Well, I want, I want aliens. <laughs> I want... I want to see Asajj Ventress and some Night Sisters, and I want to see Dathomir, and like, there's just so many bigger stories, or not necessarily bigger, but there are other stories out there. And so for me, I think that's why I left the movie feeling really meh, because the Han part didn't pay off um, for me. Um, probably because I don't have all that extra ingrained knowledge. Like I will, I will say that. But then for me, it's also like when you go in as a mo- as just a movie watcher, you shouldn't have to rely on that to get the excitement. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of no. like well, like after watching this, I kind of felt you know, like how when we talked about in our Deadpool two review that you loved it so so much because you had like all this like prior background yeah. like comic knowledge. That's how I felt about this movie and why I liked it so much. 
And and like as I was like after I came out of it, I was like, man, Kate's not gonna see all of this stuff that I know that she would love if she had like the background knowledge. So it's kind of like the like basically how you felt about Deadpool is how I feel about this yeah. movie with all of like the extra ancillary stuff that doesn't really like drive plot, but it's so nice and so cool to see. Like when Ryan was talking about earlier about um, Ara Singh getting name dropped, Boss getting name dropped. Um, them talking about like the Zahn sisters. Like these are all like things that we're probably never gonna see in the big screen, maybe in the Boba Fett movie. I don't know. Maybe so, yeah. I have a question there. for you guys. There better not be a single human other than Boba on that damn thing. I really hope not. Because I will be pissed. Did you guys catch the Mandalorian arm yes. in the background? In the background, yep. near complete. Yes. Yeah, and so it was just like. Is this Boba Fett's armor, or am I going to get these answers? Because it was very dark, and I couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just kind of like what I've been waiting to say, to be honest. Because like even stuff like the the small name drop of like the Terry Cassie style that she talks about, like yeah. having learned, like that's e like that's Legends material, like up it's the a deep cut to an old game. Yeah. Well, it's like even the game, the fact that it's like. A fighting style like for like the Jedi and the Sith, the fact that it's like in Star Wars Galaxies is like something that you can actually do and be a master of. And for them to put that in the movie for the first time is super, super great. And shows that like as soon as they name drop that, I'm like, oh, Kira knows how to jack some motherfuckers up yeah. if she knows, you know, that fighting style. If only they had shown it more than once in the movie. Yeah, which makes me hope that like if they do more stuff and they if they continue with like this Kira story. I mean, I know that she said, like, Drayden Voss, like, taught her, but, like, in my head canon, I'm hoping, like, Darth. Maul yeah, taught her. Yeah. yeah, Maul taught her some, like, Terry Cassie style. taught Drayden, and Drayden taught her. Yeah, it's so, like there's some apprenticeship stuff going on. I don't know, but that's just me just hoping. Yeah. But I don't know. All of these things just sound more interesting than I got from this movie, personally. <laughs> yeah, I want to see more of Maul. I want to see more of Kira. I don't know that I need to see more of Han. I don't um, want to see more of Han. I always want to see more Lando, so. I think at this point, I don't even want to, like... I've thought about it because I love Donald Glover, but stop giving me movies based on characters we yeah, already no, we have. Don't need a Lando we movie. don't need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need a Lando movie. I mean, I'll take I've him as a side character. Like, I because they they name drop the old republic in this movie, so like, yo, stop name dropping the old republic and just give me movies about the old republic, please. It, just just do it's it. It's kind of like how I was on it's like our Lord heart. of the Rings episode. Like, just yeah, exactly. go deep, far back. So that I don't have to hear stories that I that are are pretty much already freaking complete. I know what happens to Han in the end. Like I, yeah, you don't want a young Aragorn movie. No, I don't. <laughs> TV and show. You shut your mouth. Ugh, whole another bag of worms. No, you'll hear that on Wednesday. Yeah, we're releasing our Lord of the Rings movie when and I go to town. We all go to town actually. No. Yeah, I think this is the problem time. that I have with this movie is listen to you guys go, I want other movies. Yeah. Which means if you have to watch yep. a movie and the only thing you keep thinking about is other movies, then you probably don't have that great of a movie to start with. It may not be a bad movie, but it's not an amazing movie because all you want is other movies. Yeah, which is where I felt. Definitely not. I think, yeah, this is a perfectly fine movie, but it introduces more interesting ideas than the idea of the movie. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. Like, it's not necessarily making it a bad movie, but it's definitely not going to stand out because all you want is other different movies, and it's making me think about other mm-hmm. things other than like what I am watching. Yeah, we, we and, that, and that, like I like in my head, I kept thinking like, okay, like I walked out of because I, I I bought my tickets as soon as they were on sale. As soon as like Matt, you betrayed Matt didn't me. want to, I did betray you Matt. Betrayed Matt didn't me. want to go, but I bought them the moment they were on sale when Adrian told me, and I was like, yes, because um, I wanted to see it, and I was hoping to get more different things. And I like it didn't fill that gap for me, which I guess it's kind of 
on my side for expecting to get different things when literally it's a Han prequel. <laughs> um, but I get, like, I think to that point, like, for me, I can take this out and put in a different movie, like maybe Chewie's life until he gets into the pit and I'm good. Give me Kira learning the Terakazi style. I'm good. Give me Enfys Nest assembling that team of cloud riders. I'm good. Give me eh, Lando to a very lesser extent, but I did want to know more about his character. But like those, uh, like give me um, a, a movie on Dathomir. Like all of those I could replace with this. Like it's not a sense. Whereas like when I saw Rogue One, I would not replace Rogue One with anything. Even though I know that the, that, that, that this this is the death, what's going to happen to the Death Star. And even though like I would not replace that movie because of how much I love it. Um, whereas this one, it was like, it's not bad. I don't hate it. Um, I don't even dislike it. It's just, it, it's, it's there for me. Um. And I think with Rogue One, that one's telling a tighter story. Yes. Like, that is, you're starting off with a character, you're going through the hero's journey with them, and then you're watching that character eventually sacrifice themselves, and it's just like, that's the story. There is no in-between. There's no other things I want to know about Jin or the Rebels here, because their most important, like, sacrifice was right there at the end like and not only that it did a service to all of their side characters in my opinion i fell in Mm -hmm. love with every person in that movie so and for here like i whilst i i still don't like Jin, but i don't like her because of how well like what her character is a whole like her character is a good Mm -hmm. character because there's things in that character that i don't like but it's a well-done character. Like, she is still important to that story, even if I don't like her. Um, but whereas this, I'm kind of like, I, yeah, what Matt said. <laughs> All right, well, I guess to get into that's the entire movie, I guess break into, I don't know if you want to go through box office and how we saw it. In the yeah, reception which honestly, I'm wondering, like, so the box office right now, it's made $103 million, which is way domestically which is way less than they thought that they, it was projected to make. Um, what was it projected? I think it was 118. No. Okay. Oh, are you talking about like what they thought or what projected after, in general? After Thursday, what they projected. Oh, they, had projected like, they, they had projected way higher. Yeah, they projected 130, 150. They yeah. thought they were going to finally beat the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Which they did not. And then or after that, they adjusted, it down, they adjusted it down to 118 for domestic gross, and it ended up hitting 103. Um, 103 and change which I think may honestly just be um, because we've talked about it a lot with how like The Last Jedi kind of does alienate people who don't want to go read more and stuff like that Um, by the way I thought all the women in this movie even though I have problems with how they were dealt with were better than Rose so (laughs) everything's better than Rose (laughs) so that's where that is Um, they were they had more lines they had more agency um, yeah, they had a purpose. Um, they had a purpose, um, but beyond that, I think this kind of like goes back to the idea of like Adrian. Like the reason this really resonates for you is because you have all that extra knowledge, and that's why yeah. it that's why it hits like a home run, or not necessarily a home run. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like you really loved yeah. this movie when you walked out because you could grasp grasp onto that. Whereas yeah. like there were some stuff I caught nowhere near as much as you and Ryan. I didn't catch as much as even you guys did. Yeah, and so it's just, like, for me, I can easily see this movie, like, being from the general audience and being like, oh. If I was a general audience goer, I would not like this movie at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, I, I can totally understand why people are not feeling the movie. And we didn't even talk about like the, like, the, the, the diversity stuff that like Star Wars Twitter is going on about. Um, and a lot of it rightfully so. Um, but this movie is this has like a lot of like deep cuts into like legends and kind of the current expanded universe material. And this is kind of like the first movie where I've gotten that, like where I feel like there was like a payoff for me from reading all these books when I was a kid and then watching, you know, the seasons of Star Wars Rebels and everything like that. Um, like, I don't know. It helps I make was, the universe feel lived in. Yeah, it, may, it, may, it makes the universe actually feel big and we're not just doing a car chase for two hours on like two planets. Like there's actually like lots of planets. There's like lots of people that we, we have heard about like there's lots of stuff in the universe and this movie kind of gave that to me um i don't i think the, the other big problem is that we don't know like what their plan is for like all of these anthology movies like are they just going to continue on and like is make this like the start of like some random trilogy thing of like boba fett and then kenobi stuff i don't know i just think and then i really think that them placing this movie as like a summer blockbuster was just like, a huge mistake like yeah just huge, huge it should mistakes. not have come after Infinity no. War and Deadpool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, I think that's too much in May. I think it's too much in May. And then, like, if you go look at Memorial Day opening weekends, like, not very many of like the movies that come out at that time are good. It kind of seems always it, for me. It's always seemed like a dumping ground for like your movies and kind of like hope that stuff sticks and hits on that Memorial Day weekend. And to see like Solo at that point i don't know if it would have done better if they would have done this in like the end of the summer or into like december or something but i definitely think you know deadpool pulling 40 million in its second weekend doesn't help solo as an r-rated movie having half the audience that's that can come to it which i will and then still infinity war pulling in 16 million um this past weekend like that's money coming away from a solo and we talked about that way way back when we were like talking about like how we were excited for these movies how much these movies were going to pull away from each other in terms of like box office gross and i think Mm -hmm. this kind of shows that like space out your blockbusters but then disney's getting all the money so like does it matter but then on the other side of that i would say deadpool 2 topped its numbers for what it thought it was going to make even yeah. though technically Infinity War should have eaten into at least a little bit of that. Um, but that being said, Solo coming after two um, definitely puts it at a disadvantage. But I, I do genuinely think that there is a general audience disconnect that's, that is yeah. now growing within Star Wars that is a exactly. problem that needs to be addressed. See, that's what I was going to go with. Yeah. From my standpoint, you can talk about that, but between The Last Jedi and excluding, if you want to even exclude that part of the thing, your general audience, you probably don't care to go see this movie. And if you watch this movie, there's probably hardly, besides maybe Han and maybe Chewie, there's probably nothing you're really going to get connected to in general. Maybe Darth Maul at the beginning. Or at the end, my bad. Yeah. But as from a general audience and like not background, this movie just falls completely fat, flat and no interest at all. And I yeah. think, like I said, they're getting farther and far away where i got to read ten books. Yeah. I'm not reading ten books. I've watched Clone Wars. It was great. But I shouldn't have to watch that to enjoy your movie. Yeah. And I, I think ultimately, too, like what this also points out is like when it comes and, and this is probably one of my biggest issues with people using box office numbers on Twitter is you have people who are shutting down criticisms about The Last Jedi by saying, but it's making a lot of money, so it doesn't matter. And now yeah. they're trying to do the same thing. Well, box office doesn't matter with Solo. And it's like you have you, you either use the numbers the entire time and it does. I personally don't think box office matters to make a good movie. 
like no i mean uh, i even tweeted out uh, adrian look at the transformers yeah, yeah. like I, I don't yeah i, I y'all like fast of the furious is one of my favorite franchises of all time and that's because it's perfect and i won't hear otherwise <laughs> <laughs> it has multiple movies in the top 30 all-time domestic growth and they're not amazingly perfect you, you know, know why because the worldwide but people just like having fun <laughs> yeah. watching movies yeah mm-hmm. and so when people are like oh it didn't tank you can't say it did. no it tanked overseas compared to other star wars movies it tanked yeah like it had it made 84 million dollars its opening weekend and that's a four day uh or no no the four day is 100 and 103 and then the opening weekend yeah. the three day is 84 Whereas the opening weekend for Rogue One, which is most comparable because it's not a part of the a part of the saga, made 155 million. Yeah, and, and I think we're also running into the problem of like movies opening like late in China. Like Infinity War got released like late over there, so I think like Infinity War was still like one or two in the China box office, which is obviously like a huge, huge box office yeah. um, juggernaut for these movies. Yeah. I think like Solo was like third or something yeah. like that there because people are still catching up on yeah. stuff that. Got released later, I don't later, think, later. I mean, looking at this, if we really want to be comparable, I mean, I think the movie before it does make a difference. Because yeah. you are coming, because as much you... Oh, for sure. Because Rogue One, I mean, much as you say, you know, comparable, Rogue One's coming right off, basically, Rogue One releases basically almost the exact time as basically Solo does, one year, basically... Oh, no, no, this is a closed date. Oh, my this bad, isn't my the bad. release date. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Where so, is it going? Yeah. Where's my release Okay, so it is yeah, one no. But anyways, one year right after The Force Awakens. Yeah, which The Force of the Awakens, like, that movie was a big high and a comeback. And I think the, I, I think, I, I honestly think a lot of this is, like, the divisiveness that The Last Jedi did have. I think it does kind of show that what we had said on the podcast, like, when we had talked to, to general audience, like, people who are casual, like, don't actually go deep into the lore, don't really care more about it. Like, they just want to go watch a movie. Yeah. That movie didn't resonate with them. I will also say, depending on, this is probably more of my opinion, I don't know exactly, but the last, at least the last two Star Wars movies, including everything else, probably, even probably going into Rogue One, when I think of Star Wars, I think of lightsabers battles and sun space and aliens and all this stuff, and we keep moving, at least my opinion, farther and farther away from that, and we're trying to go into the smuggler thing and all the stuff and real world things, and that's fine and all, but when I think of Star Wars and what I want from, like, actually being, you know like in space with the giant universe and all this technology and lightsabers and the force and everything, you're not, linked to me, you're not getting that anymore. And they want to make these, I guess, more relatable. And I'm it's like, an action-adventure. Like, yeah, that's, I, that is genre. I don't want that. I want sci-fi so, actual fantasy. This is the thing, though, I liked most about this was, for the first time, we have a Star Wars movie where the fate of the entire universe isn't really dependent upon this story. Yeah. I it's just like a smuggler too, doing his thing yeah. with his friends. And so I don't feel like, you know, oh, if they don't blow up this ship, it's going to, yeah. you know, destroy a bunch of planets. It yeah. literally is, let's just make a quick buck, get our ship, and have yeah. some fun. Yeah, it's which, that's what yeah. I really enjoy about Which it. I'm fine with. Like, I am genuinely fine with, with that. It's not a big issue for me, Matt. Um, but it's also because the three of us saying that it's not an issue for us are people who love Star Wars as a world yeah. and not necessarily Star yeah. Wars at the movies. If you're a person yeah. who just goes off the of Star Wars at the movies, which is where Star Wars makes the most of its money. It, I can it, find it a better, I can find a way better heist movie if I want to watch a heist movie. Ant-Man. If I want to watch sci-fi I'm fantasy. I'm pretty sure Star Wars makes most of its money off of its toys. Well, well that's <laughs> well, well, not, well, yeah, yeah, we're going to bring all okay, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go merch, yes. But I'm saying, like, 
We want to talk about how soulless they are. We the can go people there. who like are obsessed with Star Wars to the point that they named their child Anakin, they're not bringing in the largest part of Disney's money. That's just a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> go with Luke. Uh, no, there, there is then you can lie and say that it's a biblical name. Yeah, uh, like they're not bringing in the most part of the money, and I think when you alienate that base, you. It's not even just the base, you're alienating the general population. Yeah. And you cannot do that to an extent. Yeah. And I know people want to yell, bitch, and do whatever, but I'm sorry. You cannot alienate the general population to have sustaining movies. Yeah. I mean, and, and it would be the same thing if it happened to, like, Adrian, like, with X-Men, X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, like, that's like the perfect, um, ironically, came out the same weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, it's just kind of like, I mean, to be honest, and to be perfectly fair, like, I like that I feel this way. Yeah. Because, like, for so long, and for, like, so many comic book movies, that, like, oh, I was like, man, I wish I would have, you know, yeah. read more comics as a kid. But this, I was like, no, I got I got it all. Um, yeah. And I'm about it. I'm sorry that, like, I'm really, I really genuinely, like, want everyone to be able to, like, consume all the media and to kind of get that experience, like, like watching it, like as I'm sure, like you did with like X Men Apocalypse, uh, but it does. It runs into those same problems of kind of like being too fan servicey. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of like the first really super fan servicey movie that we've gotten from Star Wars, and which makes it kind of like okay to me. And then, I, and then the other thing is that we don't know what movies we're getting. So like, if we have like a timeline, kind of like how we do with the MCU, you know, the phase, yeah, yeah the phases of the MCU, and it's like, okay, well, this solo movie is like this because it's leading up to X, Y, Z kind of thing. Then maybe they would get away with it a little bit more. But you're right; they are um, alienating yeah. certain part of the audiences, and it kind of sucks. But yeah. I am selfishly okay with yeah. it this time. No, which I understand. You have to, oh. yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, you have to uh, wonder if this like Darth Maul reveal is going to come back up later, or if this is just like a well, that was a nice way to end this movie. Yeah, if, it, and if it's like that, then I'm disappointed. But I'm yeah, yeah, cautiously optimistic that they're going to do more with it. Yeah, because he just looked amazing. But he we'll see. Amazing! It was so cool. I loved his gold necklace. Oh, the as soon as I saw his metal legs. In the voice, yeah. I lost it in the theater. Was I was like so patting the person good. I was with. I was like, "You're not, you're not even ready. I did, I did that. You're I not did even that ready." <laughs> but yeah, I was sitting next to Tim, and we both kind of lost our yeah. shit. <laughs> like, I, like there are great parts of this movie. I'm just yeah. like, I'm slowly becoming a like. I used to be a person, but all of these parts are my favorite, so it's great. And I'm slowly, be, I don't know, yeah. like I'm just like I guess because I'm getting more and more movies like that where there are parts that I like, and I'm like, I just want a genuine. I want another Lord of the Rings experience where I walk out of the movie and it's perfect. I want to have that. I, as much as I like the Dark Maul thing, I don't need two hours and 14 minutes to get a minute payoff to make to, yeah. to change my mind about the rest of the movie, unfortunately. It's yeah. great. I'll enjoy it. But yeah. I'm like, it's a lot of wasted time Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> for, no, for 30 yeah. seconds of I can't, awesome. Yeah. I can't fault you for that, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, it is what it is. But, yeah. And I can. I, it's a very valid criticism. Yeah. Um, I mean, I loved the reveal, and I thought it was great, and I knew who it was. But I was just like, it took so long <laughs> to get there, and the first hour of this movie to me is very boring. Yeah. Now after that, uh, it picks up, but the first hour. Yeah, the first, uh, I'd say, thirty minutes is very yeah, slow. Yeah, it's very. And there's not a lot of humor in it, and it's just like I know what you're trying to build up to, but you don't like you, the the rock thermal detonator thing. I love that. <laughs> I thought that was dope. Yeah. I heard you make the clicking sound with your mouth. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think we've kind of, I understand people who hate this movie. 
Um, except for the people saying that Kathleen Kennedy ruined their childhood. Just shut up. Like, just But those are my favorite people because oh, I want to know who hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Kathleen yeah. Kennedy. There's a lot of right. things about these last two movies I really don't like. And I think, if we really want to say, I think poorly written considering last one or whatever. But anyways, I don't think anybody's ruined a childhood. Yeah, no childhood has been ruined here. I've had to watch some of the MCU characters change and do whatever that I really don't like, but I don't think my childhood's ruined. Yeah, I will say that. As much as you don't like Tom Holland's Spider-Man, you've never said that your childhood was ruined. I mean, I go find somebody else. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of get happy when he goes, I I don't feel good, sir. But I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Matt, are you broken? (laughs) He is. He's a very broken man. But no, I don't think it ruins my childhood or anything else. Yeah. It's been very few things. I can't, I don't know. Yeah. No, those people are extreme, but I mean, I just ultimately, like, and overall, like, there are some, like, rightful, like, uh, gripes that we haven't talked about. Um, I really have an issue with how this movie uses women, but I had that issue with Last Jedi as well. Um, And I said it at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I just think overall, like, it, it didn't knock it out of the park, and I just need people to accept that Star Wars... Star Wars can put out a fine movie, but, like, you also have to admit that it's just a fine movie and that its box office wasn't great. I'm in this great position where I have not engaged with Star Wars Twitter. See, this is why you ever. have happy thoughts. This is exactly <laughs> why I have happy thoughts. Uh doesn't keep me up at night i don't get angry with anyone i just go see my movies and i talk with my friends and i have a good that's time that's what i'm starting to do because actually like i like part of me wanted to like talk, have this conversation about like the fact that i'm seeing a whole bunch of people get angry about star wars but then nobody complained or solo but nobody complained about last jedi i think that these women are written better in this movie than they were for rose specifically who i felt had a very insignificant piece of of the last jedi um like I think that there are valid critiques we made on like the, like in terms of diversity, but there those critiques can also be made for another movie which has been treated like it was perfect, um, like by Star Wars Twitter at large, kind of like fending off the people who didn't like the Last Jedi. Um, well, the and, difference also between like you said this this movie's named Solo. Yeah, it's Solo. Like it. it yeah, yeah. And that's my biggest gripe. Is it named Solo? That's my like my biggest like, thing. Like you can, I mean, the the critiques of like the diversity and things like that, I think, are valid. But at the end of the day, like it is a solo yeah. movie. Which, Literally, like, you only need well, two people, maybe two and a half. Well, people see, in this I understand movie. that. And you only is... need Han, Chewie, and possibly Lando to do this entire movie. And everybody, Millennium well, Falcon. Yeah, that's literally my, all yeah, you need to do this well, movie. Well, you could have done if you wrote a different movie. Essentially, you need Han, yeah. Chewie, and Kira to do this movie with how this plays out. Yeah, this well, movie. Well, we had to yeah, play yeah, out. Exactly. Exactly. In general, movie. to write a Han Solo movie, all you need is basically those two characters yeah. and maybe three. Yeah, just a generic Han Solo movie, yes. That's all you need. But within this movie, I think that's why I have such a problem or why Kira doesn't stand out to me as much as I want her to given her last, like, ten minutes is because she doesn't do anything the rest of the time and it's annoying. Um, but yeah, so, like, that's just kind of my, my gripe with it. I think overall it's a fine movie. It is just meh to me but i totally understand adrian your position because i know that i've been on the other side of that coin when it comes to yeah. comic book movies um yeah so like it's fine and again like love what you love dislike what you dislike and don't jump in on people for disliking something that you like like it's just we all have different tastes don't be a hypocrite yeah don't be a hypocrite <laughs> yeah that's i think that's the biggest thing about that's like my biggest problem where I'm at on like Star Wars Twitter, like everyone's always so like, oh, we'll let people like what they like. Yeah, but y'all's gotta like let people like not like what they yeah, not what they don't that's like. That's the other side. Like, if I don't, 
if I hate Canto Bite, Rose, and what they did with Leia in the movie, like, that's great. If you don't like what they did with the characters in Solo, I'm not going to go knock you for it. If you don't like that they did stuff that's too fan service I'm not going to knock you for that either. Like, yeah. if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. Nothing, I, nothing, literally nothing I say is going to make you like or yeah. dislike the movie anymore. So I'm just, like, over trying to have the conversations yeah. about it. Yeah. And I'll just save it all for here where we get to talk with people like Ryan about the movie. Yeah. I think I actually put out that tweet. I said, I really want to have this conversation, but I'm not going to. I'm going to talk about it on my podcast because I'm not going to deal with this. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, thank you for joining us, Ryan, and dealing with this. You the best. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, I really appreciate your being in. So I guess, like, closing thoughts, I've done mine on Solo. Everybody else do theirs. Yeah, I mean, I've said what I've had to say. I thought it was... I said what I, I love said. the... I said what I said. Uh, I, I love the galaxy building. I feel like the gal- like you put in a lot more stuff in this movie, even if it's just in the background in like the last couple of movies that we've seen with um, Star Wars. I loved the like the callbacks of like I hate you and like, I, I know kind of stuff. Like I thought that stuff was great. Um, Chewbacca is my favorite part of the movie. Double fist and drinks, um, liberating Wookies. Like this is the Chewbacca that I've wanted. Um, I think the only reason, the only way I won't like this movie is if they don't do anything with the stuff that they've set up in kind of like the broader galaxy building that they set up with this movie in terms of, you know, Darth Maul and Kira and, you know, that you like the constant referencing to Jabba the Hutt and Tatooine and stuff. But I don't know if we're there yet. So at this moment now, I'm at, you know, eight, eight Kessel, eight, eight parsecs at a. At a 10 on the Kessel Run. Yeah. Because um, I had fun. I'll go because I know Ryan will be higher than me, so that way we can balance Yeah, we need to alternate. <laughs> um, I didn't think it was that bad of a movie. I thought it was very bland. Some parts boring. I will say I thought it was a lot better than Last Jedi. I thought it was also just very safe and predictable writing. So, like, it wasn't bad, but I just thought it was very safe, not anything, like, extraordinary. I mean, I definitely wouldn't spend money on it, but I'd definitely watch it. And, but like you said, there were a lot of parts that was very disconnected that as much as name dropping and all the other stuff, I, I just don't get. Like even watching, I haven't watched all the cartoons, I haven't watched Rebels, but I watched all Clone Wars and stuff. But just like I said, I'm not going to read all the books and I shouldn't have to enjoy a movie. Especially if you're going to charge me freaking $13 a damn movie. But, I mean, I'd give it a 6 out of 10, I guess. 6.5. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was well, at least written. Very safe, but it was written better. Yeah. Um, I'll go and then we can close out with Ryan. Uh, mostly because he's I thought you said you already head. did your thoughts. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to give my rating. Oh. Yeah, I was going to give my rating on it. I was shaking my head at all the hate for I The know, Last Jedi. I know you were, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It okay. is poorly written. I know what I was walking into. Yeah, I was like, you listen to this podcast. You know. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and in case, like, you have, like, new listeners, like, we don't hate. Well, I mean, I don't hate the last, the last Jedi. Jedi. Adrian and I don't hate The Last Jedi. I don't hate The Last Jedi. I hate parts of The Last Jedi. And there's really, really amazing things, and there's really, really bad things that make it, like, they just intersect in this weird point for me where, like, if I could just watch the scenes that I love, I would be totally fine. But I have to go through goddamn Cantobite one more time. I'm going to lose my mind. It's fine. It's only, like, my second or third favorite Star Wars movie. (laughs) Hey, and if you like it... Like I said, you can like it all you want, and nothing I say is going to change them how much you like it. So good for you, buddy. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you had. A, I wish I had as as good a time as you did. Thank you. Um. So I'm gonna give this 
six underused women out of uh, out of ten. Um, that that's what I'm gonna give it. Um, yeah. Can I ask you a question though? Yeah. Since I know you're talking about the women and everything, and we just said this with Sony, what exactly did you expect? No, I like I'm I'm only talking about Kira because like literally like she's in the movie out of anybody else. Like I'm not even talking about Val at this point. I'm just talking about Kira. Well, that's what I, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking what exactly. So you like mean specifically by, like, like the scene where they they close the door and you just see her cape flip up. I would have much rather have seen that scene happen um, instead of just seeing L three go. Oh, you can do that. That's amazing. And then she name drops stuff. Um, I would have much rather seen that. I would have rather seen her do more stuff than just kind of sit places. Um, like, that's what I would want. Okay, I'm just wondering, because I know there was yeah. a lot of points where I thought Lando sat around and did nothing. Yeah, no, no. Because I, I, <laughs> that's no, what I was kind I, of... Yeah, <laughs> no, I think he did too, which... But that's kind of Lando's <laughs> like, character. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah I'm like, literally sat around on the... Lando, <laughs> but yet we're saying we're underused, yeah. yeah. and Lando... He literally no, 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 sat no, there monologuing. I put a cape on her, does that mean it's better if she sits well, with a cape? Well, she wasn't a cape, and it wasn't better. She wasn't a cape... I'm sorry, that cape made everything better. That was a brilliant cape. No, no, I mean, like, so, like, Lando, I also kind of made that comment. Like, every thing of Lando I got in the damn trailer that is also like it oversold um so far as a trailer so that is a critique I also have a Lando but then at this point we end up with an ensemble movie I understand that I'm just working within the existing characters that are at the front of the movie okay that, that that's why I keep like like there was clearly a point where a like where Kira could have been used more okay because I was just like said Lando doesn't do a lot sit around and besides really Chewie and Han I mean Beckett plays obviously a lot more yeah another one but besides that nobody else really does much. yeah I mean and Beckett doesn't do much after the very first yeah that's what I'm saying that's why I was asking like you kept saying underused and I'm like what do you want nobody else really does a lot but but that but that's the reason I'm saying specifically here because she is in a lot of scenes where Han and hit where um Han and Chewie are there she's specifically inside that base um like allude like it shows her cape flip up and say that she kicked this person's ass like there are little things that you can do to actually build up this big reveal. For me, that reveal happened with no buildup for me. Yeah, um, and I know we talked about it. Like they were probably going to get stuff earlier. There's actually a Forces of Density, Forces of Destiny short that just came out today uh, with her in it with uh, Hondo and IG88. If you want to go, I, I want. I want. I'll watch I that want, just for IG88. I, I, yeah, right. IG88, bruh, come on. I want to oh, go man. watch it, but again. You had enough scenes of her in this movie where you could have done more with her instead of just have her sit around. That's my only thing. I know, I know. I'm just trying to give you some stuff to go I, watch, I will Kate. go watch I'm it. Trying. I know, I know. Star Wars is trying. It's trying to get me to cop all these damn comic books and stuff. Um, I was just asking about because I yeah. thought Lando didn't do a lot either. He just sat around a cape and everybody praised him. And I was like, yeah. he really didn't do much but play no, some but, cards and sit in a cape. But, but I did say that, that literally the majority of his stuff is already in the trailer, which I also have a problem with because they oversold him. Um... So, but I think the parts that he was in were really well acted and really good. But yeah, no, that's why, like, aside from Val, which is a whole nother conversation, just looking at Kira, like, she was severely underused for the amount of screen time that she had. Okay. Yeah, which I think is justified. I mean, that's fine. That's fair. I, mean, I just asked. Yeah. And I had an answer. But yeah, six All under- I learned is I can sit with a cape and I look way better. I mean, yes. If you look like Donald Glover in a cape, yes. You can just sit anywhere in a cape and you're good. Um, Matt, get a whole cape room. Yes. I've been looking for one for a while. He has, actually. He's been wanting a cloak. Like the ones that they wear in Lord of the Rings with the... I need a surname and a cloak. I feel like we need to bring that back. (laughs) Amazon is. No, we're not going to talk about that. Anyway, yeah. So six underused women out of nine. Out of ten. Yeah. 
that, that's where I fall on that. Um, just meh. Okay. So now is, it, is it my yes. turn? Brighten our day. Balance, bring balance, restore balance to the force. There's no force. So I am one of those weirdos who can tell you exactly when they saw Star Wars for the first time. I can too. Like, I absolutely love this universe. I've played so many of the games. I've read a bunch of the books. I consume any Star Wars media I can get a hold of. Um, but this movie, like, even going into it, I didn't have that high of expectations. So, like, when I came out of it, it, it was fun. And I enjoyed a lot of the characters. I enjoyed the world building that they did. Han was the weakest part, which is a problem because it was a movie titled Solo. I am excited for where they're going with it, though. And so, like, overall, I enjoyed myself. And I've seen it twice now. And even on my second time, I still laughed at some of the jokes. I still had fun with the movie. It just has such a slow start to it that, like, the payoff doesn't always feel worth it. So, like, I can understand why people find this movie boring. For me personally, though, there's enough there with all the, like, additional stuff from the Star Wars universe that I'm entertained. I think, for me, this is probably seven good TIE Interceptors out of ten. <laughs> awesome. I, I, yeah, we need to get new ships. We need to get new ships in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay, so thank you. Um, that's been our solos. <laughs> Spoiler review. Let us know what you thought. Um, so, yeah, you can find... Oh, actually, Ryan, tell them where you can find... Where they can actually, find hold on. First. You can find me where you can find me. Thanks for having me. You gotta pee. <laughs> I gotta go. Bye, Matt. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Ryan, where can they find you? Uh, so you can find me on Goombastomp.com, where I host two podcasts. One, which is Game Boys, which is all about co-op and multiplayer gaming. And the other is The Firekeepers, which is all about the Dark Souls franchise. And I will be streaming some fun stuff on Twitch here. I don't know when this episode is coming out, so it might have already happened. But you can find me there on twitch.tv slash Podcast, And then you can find me personally on Twitter at rpcappy. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I genuinely enjoyed talking oh, to you me. about Star Wars. Like a lot. It made me a little bit happy yeah. about the fandom. Uh, you can find me at oh my Myth Grandier on Twitter. Uh, and you can find the podcast at But Why the PC on Twitter and Facebook. And then you can also find us on Twitch where we're streaming as Twitch affiliates. You can come some to us and stuff. We're pretty cool. We stream a lot. Uh, Twitch.tv slash But Why the PC. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperRubies93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. If you want to talk about all the great EU Easter eggs in Solo, come holla at me. Awesome. Cool. So thanks again, Ryan. Oh. Thanks, Ryan. We love what you. What outro music do thanks you want? Thanks for having me on. What, what outro music do you want? I forgot to ask for Overwatch. Oh, man. There's so many good Star Wars Hmm. The Imperial March seems uh, too much. <laughs> too extra. Uh, I, thought, I, thought you were, I thought you were gonna say perfect. Uh no, no, a little bit too much. Uh, can you give me the like love melody between uh, Han and Leia? Oh, I can do That's that. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say uh, Anakin and Padme, and I was gonna <laughs> lose my mind. <laughs> With you know my great love of the prequels, clearly yeah, I, I want that. I know it would have been amazing. Give me the Battle of Geonosis. Um. 
So I, I'm excited so for it. So I actually rank Attack of the Clones above The Last Jedi. I know you do. You're wrong. You're, no, oh, you're allowed boy. to like what you like. I also just like the Attack of the Clones more than most people do. I like the giant like yeah. battle scene, which is totally right, I'm sorry. The Attack of the Clones scene. is uh, number 10 for me. <laughs> That's the Phantom Menace for me. Uh, I think Phantom Menace is number nine. Yeah, Phantom Menace is bad. 